Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. I'm your host, Darrell McLean, and let's get into our episode. Is fully listener supported independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. You can get a membership for as little as three dollars a month at www.patreon.com slash the Darrell McLean Show. We talk about a lot of serious topics on this show. One very serious topic is women's health. One company that stood out to me was vslay.com because the owner is very transparent about her own struggles in the women's health department and has great customer service, great deals, and frequent sales. You can check her out, her great customer service, products about women's health, and frequent sales at www.vslay.com. That is www.vslay.com. There's a legal battles brewing over uh, President Biden's vax or test mandate for businesses, and it is just the beginning, the legal battle over the administration's coronavirus vaccination or testing requirement for private businesses is uh, falling along the country's sharp political fault lines where Republican-led states, conservative legal groups, and sympathetic employers lining up the most forcefully to try to block the rules. Opponents celebrated a court ruling on Saturday that would temporarily halt the policy, but that was just the opening round of the high-stakes uh, litigation that could shift to a different set of judges as early as next week under a little-known judicial lottery system and end up before the Supreme Court, perhaps before the policy is scheduled to take effect on January the 4th. The Louisiana-based Federal Appeals Court that issued Saturday's order is now considering whether the more uh, permanently halt the new rule, which requires companies with more than 100 employees to either mandate vaccinations or to require weekly coronavirus testing in mass for those who work on site or in person with others. Now, the Biden administration told the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit this week that the optional safety and, uh, I'm sorry, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration rules are designed to address uh, grave dangers posed by COVID-19 in the workplace and will save thousands of lives and prevent hundreds of hospitalizations. Now, blocking the mandate, the Justice Department said is likely to cost dozens or even hundreds of lives per day. Opponents 
However, say the federal government has overstepped its authority and does not have the power to coerce more than 80 million Americans to inject a irreversible vaccine into their bodies under the threat of losing their livelihoods and the threat of fines or other penalties. According to the brief filed by one of the attorneys, Matthew R. Miller of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Now, the challenges in the case at the uh, conservative Fifth Circuit include a former Republican candidate for the Louisiana House Representatives who says he opposes the mandate as a business owner and employees at a company owned by the wealthy uh, North Carolina conservative activists in addition to Christians and conservative uh, legal groups. Now, at the Fifth Circuit, the three-judge panel that issued the temporary order said the challenges gives cause to believe that there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate. Other groups of mostly Republican-led states have joined separate challenges filed in at least four different federal appeals courts based in Georgia, Illinois, Missouri, and Ohio. On the other side of the AFL-CIO, Labor Federation of the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union filed a petition on Monday with the more liberal-leading D.C. circuit. It's all part of a strategic legal tug of war over the hotly contested issue. Now, the pitches are expected to be consolidated before a single appeals court as soon as next week when a special judicial panel will randomly designate one appeals court to handle all of them together. Now, Washington lawyer uh, St. Sean uh, Moretta, who has studied the lottery system, said that the Fifth Circuit order may be short-lived if the case is assigned to a different court. The three-judge panel, uh, he said, may not have been aware of the timeline when it ruled on Saturday or there may have been judges who have strong theories about the mandate and who wanted to make their views known even if they know they will not ultimately have the final word. Now the Justice Department has asked the Fifth Circuit to hold off any further action before the lottery takes place. The OSHA invoked a rarely used emergency power last week when it issued the policy which is expected to cover 84 million workers. The Biden administration estimates the rules will save more than 6,500 lives and prevent more than 250,000 hospitalizations over a six-month period. Now, David Vladek, an occupational law expert at Georgetown Law School, said uh, the OSHA uh, was well within its power to issue the rules, but how the agency will fare in the court is another question. The federal government has a strong case. Uh, Vladek said, but the point of the specifics act it invoked is to ensure that workers are safe and the workplace is going to be controversial because it's COVID, he said, not because OSHA has somehow overextended its jurisdiction. Now, the federal safety agency largely avoided the issues, uh, emergency standards in recent decades after a string of court losses in the 1970s. And in the early 1980s, on emergency rules related to uh, benzene, asbestos, and uh, other pesticides. But Vladek said that the vaccinate or test standard was more solid legal ground based on the unique circumstances of the pandemic that so far has killed more than 750,000 people in the United States alone. So, in other emergency cases, there was no proof of a kind that exists here, he says, there's a public health emergency that needs an immediate response. Now, David Michaels, 
who headed OSHA under President Barack Obama, said opponents of the requirements are portraying them inaccurately, ignoring the option for those who don't want to get vaccinated to wear masks and get tested regularly. He pointed to statements from the Liberty Justice Center, a conservative legal advocacy group, which says on its website that the federal government is mandating COVID-19 vaccines for all Americans who work for private companies with more than 100 employees. Brandon Trosclair, the former political candidate in Louisiana, whose businesses also sued the federal government, is quoted on the site as saying the mandate forces workers to get vaccines or be fired. Quote, they are trying to pretend that this is a vaccination mandate to make people angry, Michael said. A spokeswoman for the Liberty Justice Center, which represents uh, Tross Claire, said the federal government is telling businesses to impose vaccines or testing on their employees. That is a mandate. Now, since August, the Supreme Court has three times refused to stop vaccination requirements in Indiana, in New York, and in Maine. Now, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, a conservative, rejected a request from Indiana University students. Justice Sonia Sotomayor, one of the court's three liberal members, declined to halt a New York mandate for public school teachers. The justices handed the emergency petitions from the regions of the country in their uh, purview without referring to the matters to the other justices. And the full court turned down a request from Maine health care workers to block a state mandate that does not include an exemption for religious objections. Three conservative justices noticed their dissent with Justice Neil M. Gorsuch writing that there should be a religious exemption. So, uh, and that, that is going to, look, that was an old conversation to be had. The religious exemption thing popped his reader's head in the famous case with uh, Hobby Lobby with the, um, when the Obamacare's, the legislation said that you had to cover not just uh, abortions, but contraceptives as well. And Hobby Lobby, um, which is a store that a lot of people like, I've been in there a few times. It's, it's a pretty nice place. Um, Hobby Lobby said that requiring them to have a health care option for the employees that mandated contraceptives, that, that offered contraceptives and uh, some abortion coverage was against their religious beliefs. And uh, I, it, it was it was this uh, a very, which, which I think was true, but hard thing to parse out because I don't know how much a business can, can have religious beliefs unless it's a something like a Catholic, you, you know, adoption agency or something like that. Well, obviously, that would be inherently religious. I did find it extremely, you know, uh, I guess it was kind of hard to weave how a business in of itself could, uh, that wasn't an out, outwardly religious institution, have a religious values if you have to labor on the assumption that each employee there practices a different uh, subsections of either Christian faith or no faith or uh, Muslims or Jews, whatever. So it, it was a very, it was a hard hill to climb then. And I think it's a hard hill to climb now because religion is inherently pretzel-like, flexible. 
So anybody can say anything is against any one of their religious beliefs to get out of doing almost anything because it, it doesn't t take much to, to, to make a religion, not to offend anybody, but I think Joseph Smith somewhat proved that. But anyway, but the legal questions about the administration's new rule will center on the different uh, questions in those cases, they will involve the scope of OSHA's regulatory power and whether the rules are consistent with its authority. Now, in some ways, Biden's policy is more lenient than those imposed by some private companies and states. Uh, many state regulations that apply to health care workers, for instance, do not give vaccinated employees the option of frequent twist, uh, testing. Now, not all those claims are the same and not all those mandates are the same, said Wendy Permont. A Northwestern University law professor who specializes in public health law, she noted that for decades, states have required certain vaccinations for children to attend school and pointed to the 1905 Supreme Court decision upholding a state authority to enforce vaccination laws. At the same time, Permit said that the current Supreme Court's majority is far more skeptical of regulatory power public health protection, and especially when it uh, implicates religious liberty claims. So, look, here we go. Uh, we're going to lead it up to the courts. And I have to say again what I said on a previous show is that Donald Trump, uh, you know, former president, did very well with his Supreme Court's elections. He was able to, to get over 200 judges on the federal bench and a lot of those judges are my age and younger, which means that they are going to be on the bench for at least the next 50 years. So I'll be paying attention to this and I will do my best to keep you all abreast of these uh, legal challenges to the Biden administration's uh, vaccine mandates as it's being pushed out through OSHA. Everybody that uh, knows me knows I um, am a big fan of linguistics professor. People, uh, he's actually called the father of modern linguistics, uh, Professor Meritas, uh, MIT Noam Chomsky. So he had a, what was a bit of a controversial take to a lot of people about vaccine mandates. So I'm going to let you hear this. And then I got another story about an old theme that comes up in America, so Moderna, who took money from the NIH money to help for its COVID vaccine, is now uh, pretending like they didn't have the government helps, and they are trying to leave the government scientists off the very lucrative uh, patent. So this is kind of what happens uh, too often. A lot of money is used for research and development that it comes from taxpayers' money, and then the profit are then privatized so that, that's a whole that's like a, a 15 week show but anyway uh, let's go to Noam Chomsky on uh, vaccine mandates okay we'll move on to question 33 the next one air on again what are your thoughts on mandating vaccines well, it's a big story I think uh, we People who refuse to accept vaccines, I think the right response for them is not to force them to, but rather to insist that they be isolated. If people 
decide I am willing to be a danger to the community by refusing a vaccine, they should then say, well, I also have the decency to isolate myself. Okay, I don't want a vaccine, but I don't have the right to run around farming people. I'll just, that should be a convention. Enforcing is a different question. It should be understood. And we should try to get it to be understood. If it really reaches the point where they are severely endangered people, then of course you have to do something about it. So if someone, uh, if smallpox turns out to uh, become rampant again, and some people are insisting on running around the public places where they might have smallpox, well, you want to do something about it. We're not in quite that situation, but it's a similar one. So I think we should first attempt to establish conventions that will be understandable by people with some moral capacity, try to convince them that it's your right to refuse to get a vaccine, but then it is your responsibility to isolate yourself. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It goes without saying that this show does not happen without listener support. Support the Jerome McLean Show by going to www.patreon.com and getting a membership for $3. Or you can go to buzzsprouts.com slash Jerome McLean Show and hit the subscribe button and join there. Many ways to donate to the show. Independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet. Nobody is leaving, so let us reason together. www.patreon.com slash the McLean Show or go to Bus Sprouts and to the Jerome McLean Show and subscribe. So you don't harm others. So that is a uh, that was that was a take that I was seeing a lot of people talk about, and like I said on a previous episode. There is a lot of uh, mixed and uh, polarized uh, opinions on uh, vaccinations, especially when it came to the mandates. I think I said something like that. I think that the, the current administration, the Biden administration, misread uh, people's view of, of vaccine mandates. I was reading a lot of things that were that were saying that people would take the vaccinations if their employers mandated it. And I think that the administration then took that and said, well, if we mandate it, then, you know, that we'll have some type of win, we'll be seen as strong, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And what actually happened is it backfired uh, big, uh, bigly, as a previous president used to say, because it looked like uh, an administration who... A lot of people didn't vote for. I think what some seventy-two million people or so voted for Donald Trump. Uh, so, administration you didn't vote for was now telling you to put something in your body, and that was going to have the adverse reaction of everybody saying no. So, it's very different when they have the employers telling you to do something because um, 
unfortunately, most Americans are just used to doing what the employers ask them to do without thinking. And this has become a big thing, even in the United States military and the army. They, they are having a lot of pushback with uh, a lot of the uh, active duty members not wanting to take vaccines. I was actually on a plane on the way to Las Vegas, and one of the uh, people that are riding behind me is uh, was in the army, and she claimed that they were told that if they did not get the vaccination, that they would be uh, uh, separated and, and be given dishonorable discharges. And I have heard the same thing from uh, one of my friends in the Navy who is a uh, military police officer first class uh, saying the Navy is uh, taking the same tack. So it's unfortunate that things like vaccinations, etc., have become this big uh, polarizing political issue, but the way that the uh, American populace is set up right now, I guess that that was anytime any politician said anything about it, you were going to the issue was immediately going to become a political one. And I I also wanted to point out the fact that it, that the media, uh, the mainstream media that is has purposely obfuscated the fact that it's not just uh, white Trump voters who are refusing to take the vaccine. People who are associated with the Nation of Islam, uh, like uh, Riza Islam, um, are vehemently against the vaccine. Uh, the person that they have has been crowned uh, by you know, a lot of magazines as the queen of uh, black uh, uh, media, Vicki uh, Dillard, is vehemently um, against uh, the vaccines. A lot of uh, black males are, are not uh, interested in uh, uh, taking uh, the vaccines. And of course, when the government mandated that it be done, that was to them a absolute warning sign that this was a bit of a uh, the government was engaging in uh, mass genocide, or et cetera, et cetera. And then you, you have conversations where some people, you know, believe things that they read online and they say uh, the vaccines are making people sterile or uh, they point to things like people getting blood clots. And so it, it, it's one of those uh, issues that is going to be with us for a very long time, especially if. This is not the last time we have one of these sorts of uh, pandemics. It is going to be uh, a large population of people saying, do these things and this will save society. And another population saying, this is not about saving society. This is about government overreach and the president being a autocrat. And there is no way that we are going to change the Americans' culture, at least in mass, so this is going to be uh, something that keeps coming up over and over and over. So a very short thing in the business section. Uh, Moderna took NIH money to help for its uh, COVID vaccine, but now wants to leave the government scientists off a lucrative patent. The company, which has received public subsidies for its vaccine, acknowledges NIH contributions, but it says they alone invented the shot. So Moderna 
is disputing some claims by the National Institutes of Health that it was behind the invention of the company's mRNA coronavirus vaccine, raising the stakes in the debate over the government's ability to exert influence over the availability and price of the vaccines in the future and the core disputes of its contribution of the NIH-funding scientists who worked closely with Moderna at the dawn of the pandemic to develop the groundbreaking vaccine. The dispute was revealed in a patent application filed by Moderna that were reviewed by researchers for the consumer advocacy group Public Citizen. Some of Moderna's applications excluded government-funded scientists. The dispute between Moderna and the NIH was first reported Tuesday by the New York Times. The NIH has asserted in documents filed at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office that three scientists, including Barney Graham, a leading vaccine researcher at the National Institute for Allergies and Infectious Disease, were inventors of the key elements of the vaccine, Moderna acknowledging in the documents. However, Moderna has reached a good faith determination that these individuals did not co-invent the mRNAs or mRNA uh, compositions claimed in the present application, Moderna said in those documents. Vaccines and, uh, and drugs typically are covered by multiple patents. In the case of the mRNA vaccine, Moderna has recognized the contributions of the NIH scientists in just one of four patents that public citizen examines. Public citizens urge the NIH to take action to assert the role of government-backed scientists in the, inter, in the uh, invention of the coronavirus vaccine. Moderna has come under fire from global health leaders and advocates for not making its vaccine and how uh, and know-how more widely available to address the vaccination gap among rich and poor countries. Advocates also have pushed the government to exercise its licensing rights over the vaccine to force Moderna to share technology. Quote, we urge you to publicly clarify the role the NIH in the invention of the vaccine and explain the steps you intend to take to ensure the contributions of federal scientists are fully recognized, including any legal remedies. Public citizens wrote to the NIH director, Dr. Francis Collins. NIAID said Tuesday that it disagrees with Moderna's position after a thorough review and that its scientists should be named as inventors. Citing a four-year history of investigating potential vaccines with Moderna for uh, other coronavirus, including uh, MERS, the agency said in a statement that the NIH and Moderna agreed to collaborate and jointly develop the COVID-19 vaccine last year. Omitting the NIH inventors from the principal patent application deprives NIH of co-ownership interest in that application and the patent that will eventually issue from it, it said. The Times quoted an unnamed government official as saying the NIH was surprised by Moderna's patent filing. Moderna said in a statement Tuesday, Moderna has all along recognized the substantial role the NIH has played in developing Moderna's coronavirus vaccine. That includes acknowledging that scientists from the NIH made inventions, contributions during the course of developing the vaccine, including them as co-investors on patent applications that have also been published recently with the claims of the mRNA 1273. 
the technical name of its vaccine, but it said only Moderna scientists designed mRNA-1273 itself. Now, the NIH said last year that it granted non-exclusive licenses to a number of companies to use the spike protein that the government-funded scientists engineered back in January 2020, almost as soon as China published the gene sequencing of the novel and deadly coronavirus. In Moderna's case, the government also subsidized research and development and manufacturing and made uh, guaranteed advances purchases. So the dispute between Moderna and NIH has its root in the dramatic weekend uh, January 2020 as the government and government-funded researchers and Moderna scientists worked together to nail down the gene sequences for a stable copy of the distinctive coronavirus spike protein that would be used in the vaccine to trigger an immune response. Quote, it all comes down to that weekend where the sweet work was done, said Zane Razia, research director at Public Citizen. The vaccine itself would not exist without the massive contribution of the federal government at every step of the way. So, that is what I said normally happens in a lot of these things. A lot of funding at the taxpayer's expense goes into a lot of these research and developments, even when it comes to things like vaccines. And then when it's time to make the big money, it seems like uh, businesses try to take the credit. So I'll see how this is going to work out when it comes to Moderna versus the NIH. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com and getting a membership for as little as $3 a month. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash The Darrell McLean Show. Show is fully listener supported, independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. Get a membership and support independent media at www.patreon.com/slash the Jerome McLean Show.